welcome back to Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common. You don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we will take this week's movie and pair it with something artier or trashier and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the very least get some mild entertainment from the whole enterprise. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me as always is the 30-year-old Mulberry Field to my stray dog with a severed hand. Aaron is here. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> At least I'm not the severed hand. No, the severed hand is just a third party that we won't uh, <laughs> we won't worry about. <laughs> How are you, Nick? Oh, I'm good. You know, we're enjoying uh, the seasons are turning here and yes. uh, all that stuff, all that crap. So spring is in the air and uh, it's hot out. How yeah, are you doing? I'm I'm fine. I love I, I the first days of spring are always like you think of them as like oh the buds are coming out on the trees and like the sun is shining more no what it means is that you get migraines six out of seven days a week because the atmosphere is changing so hard and it's raining constantly yeah hyper aware of your sinuses it's good (laughs) yes exactly spring is when you become aware of like the meat you're made out of you know Oh, Which speaking I, of meat. Yeah, I think it's a fine segue into Today's dog carrying movie. a severed hand. <laughs> so in case you couldn't tell from uh, my lovely intro of Aaron, this week we are talking about 1961's Yo Jimbo. Samurai, <laughs> ちくばまたこの鍋の中みたいにぐずぐず煮えてきたぜ。何せかなることがあって生命かと手を切った。あばよ。<笑> The Bodyguard. It is. It was right. released in the North America for the first time as Yojimbo colon The Bodyguard. Was so it real, really? Yep. Real ATM machine of a title. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you don't speak Japanese. <laughs> Amazing. This was, of course, directed by your friend and mine, Akira Kurosawa, who I think this might be the first director we've done two of their movies of in our podcast history. Oh, yeah. I meant to check that. But. I think you're... No, I think you're right. I feel like we we try and be like, oh, we already did, you know. Yeah. But we just love Kurosawa so much. And such a different movie because our other yes. episode real early on was Dreams. This is about as far afield as you can get from that, I'd say. Yeah. This yeah. is a straightforward plot movie yep. and Dreams is not and they are both equally fun to watch. Yep. So we Which, said, why not? That's kind of like the whole friggin' ethos of what we're doing here don't you think that's so true nick we did it it took like (laughs) podcast 40 episodes or whatever (laughs) judging so here's some credits for you the screenplay is by some of uh kurosawa's regs himself obviously Mm. uh kikushima and hideo uguni who wrote a lot of his movies with him. Oh, yes. Uh, but the reason we're all here, it's starring Toshiro Mifune, who, uh, yeah. as of uh, the release of this episode, it was just his birthday. So, in celebration of our big guy, who we haven't <laughs> done a, a main movie of the week with him. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. think so. How has it taken us this many episodes to get to Toshiro Mifune? I honestly think it's because we got that one Kurosawa in early, and we are like, well, we can't do another one right away. <laughs> 
No. Even though you did plenty of movies, he the did. workers always, but none of them were as good. No, correct. <laughs> Let's be real about this. And I know in writing he has said that, so it's not us flagging amazing that stuff. So we got Mufune, we got Tetsuya Nakade, who's another big, another huge fave of the pod, big fave, uh, and a lot of the who's who of the time for Japanese uh, movies: Yoko Tsukasa, Isuzu Yamada, Daisuke Kato. Takashi, Takashi Shimura, who we see in almost every Kurosawa movie, and we love yep. him so much. Almost every Japanese movie, to be perfectly yeah, honest. Like, it was he's like... in Godzilla, and then everything from <laughs> then onwards. Like... Just a law for the 50s, you have to have yeah. Takashi in there. Uh, Kamatari Fujiwara, Atsushi Watanabe, and the music I'll talk a little bit later about uh, is uh, by Masaru Sato, who it was yeah. a big, big name. To be a oh yeah, Japanese movies. Oh, I, I, yeah. the soundtrack for this is so good. I love it, it so really much. Is. Yeah. So we got, we got, we love this movie. This movie's so great. It's rewatchable as hell. Yeah. It's super fun. It's like goofy, but it's also very intense in mm-hmm. parts. And yeah, it's got it all. Really does have it all. <laughs> this is just uh, going to be like an hour long advertisement for the concept of the movie, Yojimbo. So go watch it if you haven't already. Stop listening to us and go watch it. Jesus. It's probably easy to find somewhere, right? It's insanely popular, so yeah. yes, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, let's talk about what happens in this here movie. Uh, let's do that. Let's do that now. Uh, it's 1860, if you care about that kind of thing. During the final years of the Edo period, again, if you care about that I kind of like thing. I feel like it's very relevant to the plot, so yes, I do. It isn't, it isn't, because I feel like I saw this I mean, before I, I knew a single thing about Japanese history. Well, And no, I'm a big yeah. dork, so I learned everything. <laughs> I think it is just like, it's a rough time to be living in Japan. People are hungry. It's yeah. bad. But I feel like you can just, even if you're a Western guy, that's me, looking at this movie and having no frame of reference, you can just be like, oh, medieval. Everything sucked then. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's that frame of reference of like, there are peasants. So you have, you get the idea of yeah. like what life was like. And if you, just to, to do a big zoom out and just look at this movie from satellite images, it like... <laughs> There are so many specifics that really enhance the whole thing, but you don't need to know a single one. No, that's true. It's still so much fun. I also didn't have a clue when I when I watched this for the first time, and yeah, doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. You can just be like, oh, some people are poor. Got it. I understand <laughs> the setup of this movie. This is usually my recommendation for if anybody's like, I want to like look at not mainstream stuff, like just mm. a different culture. This is always my like, go watch Yojimbo because you'll recognize sure. the DNA of every yes. action movie you've ever seen in it. Yep. <laughs> Just mention that, yeah, you've, we'll, we'll talk about some of the details, and I mean, I might get lost in them, but it doesn't matter. It's just a classic, classic story. Indeed. Yeah. It's a black comedy action satire of Chambara movies, which is samurai swordplay movies. Sword fighting. Which, again, you don't need to know. It's still just fun. No. And I definitely didn't, because I don't think I had seen any Chambara movies. I definitely had not. Yeah. yeah. It just, I, I am amazed at how universal this is, despite it being so hyper-specific at the same time. Wild. Yep. Yep. Good storytelling. Yep. Baby. So we got your, your usual Kurosawa crew. They know how to write movies, apparently. <laughs> apparently, they're quite good at it. <laughs> One of the most famous directors and filmmakers of all time. <laughs> so enough preamble, enough anyway, foreplay yes. on this Yojimbo movie. Ooh. Ooh. A Ronin, that's... Uh, wanders through a desolate Japanese countryside and I love the opening because you know like I feel like it's just like oh this is just wandering around the movie yep he throws a stick in the air and he just follows where it points 
They great. chose, yeah, 45 seconds to introduce him, and you know exactly what he's about yep. after that 45 seconds. That's great. He's just like a little twitchy slob man. Yeah, very and, unkempt. Yeah, yeah, reaches a fork in the road and is like, I don't got nowhere to be. Like, he just <laughs> literally yeah, throws a stick and heads in the direction it points. Yep. and uh, not a man with a lot to do. No, he does not. To that point, he immediately gets stopped in front of a farmhouse uh, asking for water. He's just going to hang out and watch the gossip. Yeah. Uh, but he overhears an elderly couple lamenting that their only son uh, has is running off. They don't want him to uh, join the gamblers, the big quote-unquote gamblers, because he says that he doesn't want to waste his life as a farmer. So he's going to run and become a gambler and live, what does he say? I'm going to live it up and die young. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> a five-year plan, that's yeah. fair. He at least is realistic about it. That's true. <laughs> It's very, you people have stood in my way long enough. I'm going to join gambling school. <laughs> I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> We've discussed the masculine urge to die, and I think yes. nowhere is it stronger than when you have no money yep. and uh, hate your parents. <laughs> That'll do it. So uh, just by listening at the doorstep, Mr. Mifune learns a lot about the local town, that it's uh, yes. being run by two rival crime bosses. Gambler bosses, yeah, uh, who've just kind of split up the town amongst themselves. So uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'll go check this out. Why not?" Okay, there seems to be some action of some kind. Over and I here. love taking if you really put yourself back in 1860, back in this unkempt guy's body, just be like, "I'm bored as hell." Let's oh see what this God. is about. Yes, his whole like the intro is just like, "This stick is my only friend." <laughs> you know, I I have to speak to someone. Yes, I think we can all relate to a little bit now. Absolutely. We're all filthy and need friends. <laughs> Laundry day is once a week if we're lucky, and uh, we're getting a little castaway about this, just drawing faces on inanimate objects in our apartments. I yeah. love the stick. <laughs> stick, friend. Stick, tell me life. So the Ronin heads to town where he meets Ganji, the owner of a small Itsuyaki tavern who uh, advises him to leave immediately. <laughs> It's like, okay, it was nice to see you. Get the fuck out. I love Ganji. The, those actors in, like, so many Kurosawa movies, but he's just this funny oh, yeah. little, little like, stout imp of a guy. Yeah, he's oh. maybe, like, 95, <laughs> but he's got, he yells at everybody real good. Yeah. I like him. For more comedy stylings of him, check out Hidden Fortress. This is the thing that I always think of him from. He's one of the main goons. Oh, he's one of the, t oh, yeah, that's cute. Little, okay. Little hop around goons. Good for him. I didn't look up anything on that, so I sure hope I'm right. Mm. Uh, he's at least of that type. That's what we're dealing with here. Yes, yeah. Oh, and on the way in, he also meets the constable who's, like, on the take. <laughs> right, so you're meeting all of the, like, significant characters in the town. Yeah, the constable's like, hey, want to sign up with the crime boss? I know both. Give me a commission and I'll, I'll show you in. A also, I'm the screen. cop. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm the law around these parts. <laughs> What's happening? He's just like, I just, I'm hungry. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way to the tavern, you weirdo. So, Again, everyone's so desperate for, yes. like, a new thing to happen. New interactions. And, like, the town looks like shit. And yeah. Everything's boarded up, it seems like. Yeah, like, you can't town. see into any buildings. Yeah. yeah. The tavern is literally right in the center of town. Yes. Perfect place to introduce you to all of our factions. I love this set. Yeah. Yep, the, it's so good. Uh, Ganji gives uh, the Ronin the rundown. Uh, so here come a lot of proper nouns that aren't really important. It's really just, <laughs> I know I couldn't grasp any of this as it was flying by for the first time, but it's so no. set up so geographically well. Yes, it's but, reinforced by like, if he's on this side of town, he's <laughs> talking to these people, pardon me, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. And we get the nice, like, as Ganji's pointing stuff out, he's lifting those cool slats of the tavern. I love those slats, yeah. I know. 
Ishitora and Seibei are the two rival clans that are fighting over the lucrative gambling trade, which is currently run by Seibei. Is it Senbei? Seibei? Seibei? Yeah. Pronunciation. Okay. I'm a maritimer trying to speak <laughs> Yeah, Japanese, that's fair so. enough. I shouldn't, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Two, two rival gambling yeah. houses. Yeah, and Seibei's the, like, the OG. He's the original guy on the scene. And then Ushitori had been Seibei's right-hand man, but rebelled when Seibei decided that his successor would be uh, his useless fail son, and right. not Ushitori. <laughs> Ushitori's <laughs> like, fuck this, I worked really hard, I'm gonna make my own crime situation. Yeah, and like, they get their own little, like, well, I'll have my own bureaucracy, because yeah. Sebe owns the town's mayor, so who's like right. a big silk merchant, so Ushitori aligns himself with the local sake brewer, who he then just says, the sake brewer's the mayor now. Like, yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> They've both set up, like, their own governments, yeah. which is just, you can't. They're doing sitcom they're rules, doing or they're going to yeah. book masking tape down the center of town. They're, like, two steps away from that. that and the, the brewery, like, the one that Ganji owns is exactly on that line. Mm-hmm. So he gets to just hang out in the middle and be like, okay, I'm as far away as possible from both groups, <laughs> while still technically living in the town. And it sucks, because you know nobody's coming to buy stuff, because when no. the Ronin comes in, he's just like, there's no food, it's cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can have rice, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So Ronan takes this all in and sizes up the situation, recognizes that no one in town cares about ending the violence, uh, to the point where we get interrupted in the speech by the coffin maker hammering away, building coffins. Yes, that's right. I, this is one of Ganji's bits that I love, where every so often he has to stop the Ronin mid-sentence and go over and like bang on the walls as if they're living in cheap apartments and be like, <laughs> Keep it down! <laughs> It's the only one making any money around here. Yes, God that's what his line is. Yeah. <laughs> Good business in coffins lately. Yep. So the Ronan says he uh, intends to stay as the town would be better off with everybody dead. <laughs> okay, cool. do you want like another drink? Or? <laughs> <laughs> one more cold rice. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, uh, this is his entertainment, finally. Yeah. He's getting something to do. And his business. He knows he's going to play sides against each other, make some money. Yes. And to that end, he convinces Seibei, who is like the weaker side of sure. things, uh, to hire his services by effortlessly killing three of Ushitora's men, uh, which is the the best scene. Like, I feel like you can go along through this and you're like trying to pick up on details. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, dog with a hand? That's crazy. Okay, yeah. And oh, all yeah. these names, all right. And then he gets surrounded by these guys. He's like, look at all your cute faces. <laughs> It's so funny. It's very like, oh my god, like something, some you know, this town is just like simmering violence and literal apparently body parts are falling yeah. off of people. There's stray dogs wandering around with hands in their mouths and like, yeah, he goes up to this crew and is like, you guys all have such cute faces. It's a shame I'm going to have to mess them all up. Yeah. And he like gets surrounded. fighting words. Does the like look around the whole, the whole crew and he gets to the giant and does like a triple take. Like... <laughs> I love that shot so much. There is a guy who's huge. Like, this guy must be, you know, seven and a half feet tall. And the camera is panning. Like, it's following (laughs) Mifune, sizing up each guy, and then it gets to this tall, tall, tall man. And the camera has to pull up a little bit to get them both in frame. It's such such a comedy beat. Oh, yeah. Such broad reaction from Mifune, too, where it's like, how did you not notice him before? (laughs) He's hamming. Yeah, He's having a good time. (laughs) He's got a big clown hammer, which he never really uses for anything, I don't think, but it's still very Not funny. a lot, because how clown hammer seems inefficient as a weapon. It's yeah. more for intimidation than comedy. It's a tool for intimidation or hammering. Yeah. <laughs> or, cre- like, building boats. Is <laughs> yeah. that what this guy does? 
And he, he is literally credited, like his character's name is, I can't remember his name, but blank the giant. Oh, so yes, he is, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But yeah, he, uh, in for the time, terrifically violent and abrupt and yes. realistic uh, violence, uh, Mifune just chops up three guys. And- yeah. Body parts fly in and like, not in a stylized way, just yep. in a like, you accidentally got your arm in the way of this sword. Yeah. I, I really love the way the uh, older Japanese movies have this tendency to be mm. like the violence is so sparse and mm-hmm. so like careful and choreographed. Yeah. Not, not in a like martial arts way, but just in like it's so sparing. Mm-hmm. The ones that I've seen anyway, which again, total like We've seen a few. novice, but yeah. yeah. Um, but this is so like frenzied. Yeah, like you know. I'll I'll go. I'll got, I'll have more to say on this way later, but this is mm. one of those, like, at this point now, I've I've watched my fair share of 50s Japanese movies, Lovely sure. Kurosawa, and, and everybody adjacent to that. And the rest. But this is the first movie that feels like it's got modern sensibilities about it, and this is one of those mm. things that, like, even sure. if it's not the most tightly choreographed or... Uh, like you compare it to a movie today, and obviously the choreography is like a little dated. Sure. But it's the first one that looks like choreography today. You know what I mean? Yes, where yeah. you're not trying to be like, and here, like I'm presenting the choreography of a fight to you. Yeah, it's not that. It's just a guy is swinging his sword as fast as he can because he needs to get this fight over with. Because there's way more of them. Than yeah, there of him. you can tell he's like, okay, I just gotta like move through a bunch of guys and then storm off really fast before yes. they are. Able to really bring a clown hammer yeah. to bear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you brought a clown hammer to an incredibly <laughs> fast Ronin fight. What are you doing? This is the origin of the phrase, I believe, from I 1860. Think so. <laughs> Thank you, Yeah, Uh So. So yeah, he he goes like a knife through butter through yep. this, and the, suddenly the gangs are like, oh, oh shit, shit, this guy. A single guy can yeah. fight. <laughs> And wants to fight. Like, they yeah. don't really want to fight. They just want to stay indoors and gamble, It's right? all bluff and bluster, yeah. They're so, yeah, chest puffy about it. And this guy's like, no, I want to use my sword. And they're like, oh, my God. He comes over to the coffin maker's like, hey, like, got you some corpses for work or whatever. Order up. <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, but he goes to Seibei's. And Seibei's like, hey, that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> like, hey, you want to fucking hire me or whatever? I'll take some money if you want to. And we entered the bidding war immediately, yeah. which is so great. It goes from, uh, I should have written like down the Two numbers, pieces of silver? To like 60? Yeah. <laughs> and like, he's negotiating with himself. Like, Yeah, he's just saying higher and higher numbers to stop him from walking out the door. Yeah. Like, I do, I do really love, hot take, Toshiro Mifune, good actor. <laughs> but when Senbei says... Okay, I'll pay you two two coins, like two silver coins. The, he just looks over. He gives him this like absolute eye roll of a look, and just wordlessly stands up and goes downstairs and starts putting his shoes on. Like I'm not gonna waste my time with you. This feels really like oh, if he's used to hiring like new contractors, new solo artists who don't have any professional <laughs> like work under the belt, and here comes a professional who's like, I know my rights. Come on, I'm dude. not in sync. Okay, I'm not the Backstreet Boys. I know how to negotiate. I suppose that's not the. Uh, Motown. Who was the big shithead of Motown who was like, yes, uh, upcoming artists, I will definitely pay you two shiny pennies. I am dimly aware of what you're fine. <laughs> Like the temptations. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. That's Can't my help. metaphor yep. for the day. <laughs> Can't help you there. 
you know what the look is like? It's like Walter Matthau at the end of um, Taking a Pill in 1, 2, 3, where he's like, come come on. on. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah, fucking right. Uh, That's great. That's what it is. That is what it is. Uh, Beautiful. (laughs) Anyway. So he, he... Bluffs his way into a job, essentially. Yeah. And I love I love the immediate ripples this causes of like it's not even that he's emptying coffers or he's getting a fight. No. Like the current head of of uh Sebe's troop is like, oh you're paying him sixty. You only paid me like three, so I guess I'm fucking yeah. useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna pay him how much? He just strolled into town. And this is why pay equity is important. Talk about your pay at work. <laughs> God uh, damn it. But we get the, the this is like watching a, an archetype get birthed. We yeah. have, uh, say, maybe like, hey, so what's your name? I guess to, so I can put it on a ledger? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he says that his name is Kuabatake Sanjiro, where Kuabatake is Mulberry Field, and uh, <laughs> Sanjiro is like the rough age and he says the like yeah just call me uh he looks past him uh what's that over there uh call me 30 year old mulberry field he's looking out a window and there's a mulberry field in the background this is a simpsons oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) call me your 30 year old mulberry field even though i'm close to 40 is so funny (laughs) he just sort of says it to himself at the end yeah like he's really funny i I know that like uh, you look at mifune and you're like oh a dramatic actor but like he's having a blast doing this so great i love it so much and like we're not going to talk about Senjuro the sequel today. Right. But in my mind, this is the the action satire and Senjuro is just an action comedy straight right. up. <laughs> it's a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Senjuro is so goddamn funny. Gotta watch that again. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna revert now to calling him Senjuro because that's kind of what he goes by. Very good. Which I'm not, I don't know Japanese at all, but my understanding is that's roughly saying like 30 year old. <laughs> San is three, Ju is 10. So when you say Sanju, it's 30, like three tens. Okay. And I guess Ro is years. Yeah. Thank Ta-da. you. Ta-da! <laughs> wow. I legitimately just learned something. Oh, there you go. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. He's just... So, the title of the sequel is 30 Year Old. <laughs> Judd Apatow <Apatow> Wishes. <laughs> the 30 Year Old Bodyguard. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a comedy franchise. All right. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I'd go see a movie called 30 Year Old. No, yes. I wouldn't. <laughs> That's just worst person in the world, right? That's yeah, I mean. yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Come see uh. these elder millennials. <laughs> Don't call us that, please. I'm already tired. Anyway. Anyway, we're barely a third into this friggin' plot. I just love talking about yes, it. Yes, please. Let's move on. Let's move ahead. Sebe decides that with Ronan's swordsmanship on his side, they're just going to do a big old raid right at the gate. Like, yeah, high noon. Hit him hard. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Sanjiro eavesdrops on Sebei's wife, who orders the useless fail son to prove himself by killing the Ronin after the upcoming raid so that they won't need to pay him anything. Yeah, we'll get back the, the advance you already gave him. Yeah. And... We get some great mugging by Mufune in here, who's sticking his tongue out at the, the brothel maids. and yeah. it's a... <laughs> He's got his ear pressed to the wall and is like reacting to what he's hearing. Like, <laughs> He really is having a blast uh, I love it this. so much. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because the... the the wife of, of like, somebody's wife yeah. is very, like, well, all of them are. Like you said, it just sets these wheels in motion of, like, the Ronin isn't really a person. He's just a thing that's happening Commodity. to the town. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he suddenly, this causes the uh, head 
guy to be like, you're not paying me enough if you're going to pay him this much. You had this money all yeah. along. And like the wife is like, okay, this is our opportunity, not for like this guy to help us fight. It's our opportunity for you, my fail son, to prove yourself. <laughs> like now that we've got a good setup and good chances, like get your shit together, move out, yeah. <laughs> you know? Such a great plotting. Cause like from that, from that negotiation, everything else follows. We're like, the yeah. head guy just fucks off because he's like, I'm not getting paid. I'm just not sticking around. Yeah. Uh, we start this raid that's about to happen that really pulls the the blinders off of everybody and lets them see like, oh, nobody's willing to actually fight or do oh, anything. Oh, we're at a standstill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't really feel for a satire. It doesn't feel like any plot beats are like because we have to move the plot along. Yeah. It's just people reacting to stuff. Yeah. It's great. Uh, so. Sinjiro leads this attack on uh, Ushitora's faction. But then as they're about to start, he just resigns because like, you're going to kill me. I don't care. Take yeah. your money back. Fuck off. Ooh, run from it. Yeah, I love that bit where he's lined up. They're facing down, you know, Wild West style opposite ends of the street. Yeah. And then he just turns around and he's like, so, heard you were going to kill me. Have fun with your battle. And he just walks off. <laughs> Climbs this tower in the middle of the yeah. street. The watchtower and just like settles in. If he had a bag of popcorn, oh, he yeah. would be eating it. The original popcorn gif. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> He's just, like, maniacally laughing to himself as the two sides are, like, trembling with fear. Yeah. Like, running <laughs> forward, slashing, then running back. I don't know that anyone, any of them has fought before. Do you get that sense? Does not seem like it. Where all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, we really got to do this. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, and uh, just lining up like that, we get the, there's a great shot from the ground of... Mifune in the tower in the and everybody tower. slowly encroaching in. Yeah, to meet in the middle where he is up in this. Uh, so funny. So great. More and towns would, should come with like a disinterested observer tower. <laughs> just heckling people yeah. as they go by. <laughs> the peanut gallery. Yeah. yeah, we just want Statler and Waldorf in a tower in the middle of town. Bring back Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> They've never left, Aaron. Aww, they're always they're with you. Yeah. So they're <laughs> mocking you endlessly. <laughs> Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Must be solved. Uh, but Senjiro's plan is foiled because a dumb government official's coming to town. And everybody... I love this. This is such like, oh, God, uh, we're having a party when we're not supposed to. Yeah. Everybody run out of the apartment oh, really quick. Shit, the fuzz. <laughs> Mom and dad are home. It's so funny. Like, they're trying to act all hard and shit. And then, like, wait, uh, an administrator is here? No. And there's, like... People on both sides running, banging on windows, like, open up, act normal. Act, like <laughs> act normal, yeah. And it turns out the town is full of people. Yeah. Which is bananas. Yeah. Uh, but here's where we get to meet the Ushitori, Ushitora. There we go. Ushitora, yeah. okay. Uh, side of things, which is uh, his younger brother, who is kind of a dummy, Inokichi, and the real threat, who we finally get to the meet. The scariest man on earth. Unosuke. Unosuke. There you go. I just got to slow down. Like, there you go. All right. And Unosuke's got a gun. <laughs> this is so... So you bring a clown hammer to the sword fight, and then you bring a sword to the gun massacre. He's the only one, what, in the county who has a gun? Because like, he went to college and he came back with a gun? He's got so, his fancy so may we all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, college boy with his gun. And stripes. Yeah. He loves just, like, poking it out of his like, of his kimono. Yeah, you great. like that? 
He's got like he's clearly been practicing his quick draw. Uh, that's Tetsuya Nakade, who just to like pull Great back dude. the curtain a little bit. Mm. This is only his like third movie or something like that. Oh yeah, he's quite young. Yes, yeah. yeah. and he has been doing the Human Condition, which is this like gut wrenching oh, war drama. Yeah, uh, with um, Kobayashi or yeah Kobayashi. Yeah. Um, Kurosawa didn't want to hire him at first because like oh this young guy I don't know. Oh, he Eventually done he much. does. Brings him on, uh, but they're gonna film like Human Condition Three, which is the saddest and most destructive emotionally most, oh, movie. Absolute wrecker of a movie. <laughs> Will ruin you for weeks. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kobayashi's like, no, no actor should just do one thing: go and be a psycho with a gun, and we'll film <laughs> Human Condition Three when you oh, come back. Oh, so this is his in between. Yeah. Like, okay, I have to like. Unwind from doing this absolutely emotionally torturous movie. I'm gonna be this youngest son with the crazy eyes on the gun. Yep, dude. Wow. Yeah. The range. The range. Mm. Yeah. Mm, oh, tasty. I love it, and I'll talk more about him later. Cause I wonder. He's so got fun. a terrible haircut in this movie, yes. and I wonder if it's a wig now because he had to like go back oh, and maybe. forth between. I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. Be. I would believe that because yeah, he's just got like. Slick back regular hair in human condition. This yeah. is like in the month between. He yeah. runs off to, like that kind of <laughs> scheduling. Yes. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, Good Na- for him. Nakade is like who I think of as like the original crazy eyes, and boy, are they oh, on display he's here. He's got psychotic eyes. Like he, for, they're so, it's so crazy too because like we did an episode on Harakiri a while back, and that's oh, yeah. him. Yeah. And he's got these, like the crazy eyes are there too, but in like a haunted way, you know, yeah. he's lost a lot. In human condition, he's got, he's like, you just want to hug him. He's got these big doe eyes, and like, he just, you feel for him because he's so, like, pure and good, and like, Mm. you know, he's going through so much, and you just want to hold him. And then in this, he's just like, I will kill you. There's nothing behind these eyes. Totally dead. And then he does things like, oh, what is it? Sort of destiny? Sort of doom. Sort of doom. Um, Where also, similarly, just a, a man with absolutely no. Like conscience or personality or anything behind the eyes, yeah. just dead and psychotic. Yeah. And he's just so good at that, which is wild. If the like what you start off with is the human condition, which is yeah. like the hardest acting in the world. Oh my god, it's he, the range on this little man. Uh, just how he expresses through his eyes is yeah. fucking wild. You could just film him like he would do amazingly in COVID times. Just mm, all you can yes. see is the eyes. He's he's still nailing those gigs. Oh my god, is he ever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great. Wild I love shit. you, Nakade. Yeah, anyway, so those are the three sons, which I love a lot because like he said, there's just so many like little archetypes <laughs> in this movie, this like trio of sons where the youngest one is the most dangerous. Yeah. Because he most doesn't da- like he hangs back. Yeah. He waits to see He what's observes. Going on. He's yeah. the observer. Yes. Then you got the, the oldest guy. son who is the like the big boss and everybody defer to me, and then yeah, you got the middle son who's blustery. just a dumb idiot who punches <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I have two siblings, and I can <laughs> safely say this is the correct. Oh, I'm, it is. It is true. So sorry to these other sisters. <laughs> oh, like, no, yeah, I, I get it. You can see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The youngest one, a little terrifying. Uh, might own a gun. I don't know. <laughs> the middle one is like, if you want someone destroyed, that's who you go to. And then there's me, who's like, no one has to listen to me. <laughs> I am staying out of this discussion <laughs> just in case, and they listen. A wise man. Uh, I'm the dumbass. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, please continue. I will. Thank you so much for prompting that. Uh, the official hangs out in town. We got like a, a really. 
uncomfortable truce going on mm. while everybody's just trying to be on their best behavior. Mm. Well, they just constantly bribe this guy. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, they're using this time to like offer him more and mm-hmm. more money each side. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but soon after the official leaves to investigate the murder of a fellow official one town over, um, Sanjiro realizes pretty easily that Ishitora sent two men to commit the murder, mostly because he overhears them say it while they're drinking. <laughs> Yelling about it in a bar. Yeah. yeah. Not too bright, these guys. Nope. Uh, Sanjiro captures the killers and sells them back to Seibei, but by capturing them, the earliest time I can think of seeing like what would become the anime slice. Oh, anime slice. He yes, slices right. down one of the guy's backs and he falls down. You're like, and oh, that like, guy's dead. Oh, he ruined his spine. Yeah. I see. And so Gerald like kicks him. He's like, get up, you dumb baby. And he stands up and his clothes just like perfectly <laughs> fall in half. Slide off him in half. Anime <laughs> slice. So great. <laughs> God, how many absolute winners did this movie dream up? Oh, so many. Like, I love it. It is the blueprint. It's, <laughs> it's the template. <laughs> uh, so he sells them to Sebe uh, and tells them that it was Ushitora who uh, who caught them. Uh, or uh, oh, Wait, how does he do this? <laughs> he's got some kind of little... Yeah, he sells them to Sebe and he's like, oh, these are Ushitora's men who killed the guy. So you can blackmail Ushitora right. with these guys. To get them back so that the officials don't, like, come and arrest the shit out of you. Or, yes. And you'd get you'd get murdered, right, for, for murdering a government official? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's why everybody's on their best behavior, because yes. th- they can just point at you and be like, he dies. And, yeah, oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Oh, neat. <laughs> so then he then tries to play both sides where he goes to Ushitora, and he's like, hey, they caught your two guys who yeah. did the murdering. <laughs> that information's not free, though. Pay up, buddy. <laughs> He's he's having he's having a great time just yep. like let's see how much how fucked up I can make their lives. So then Ushitora kidnaps the fail son so that they can do a prisoner exchange. Right. Which is okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Yep, All right. Yep, yep. And everything this is where I feel like uh, we get to the prisoner exchange and everybody's bluff and bluster the whole way along, but here's where things take a turn. They get serious. <laughs> because we're doing the prisoner exchange and Ushitora just shoots down the the two uh, goons. He's like, okay, we're keeping the sun, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no prisoner exchange. All right. Yeah, and here's where things take a massive turn. And I know this disoriented me so hard the first time I watched it. I was like, do I know these people? What's happening? Yeah. Because Sebe reveals, ha-ha, we've captured this woman. And it's like, oh, the Uh, first woman we've seen. unseen woman, yeah, yeah, that isn't a sex worker or Sebe's wife. Yep. Uh, And uh, there's some... Like, Senjiro's watching this in the tavern, and there's a little boy and a man there, too, who are like, oh, no! And Senjiro is us, and the moment being like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Who are these people? Going on? Yeah. These are part of the prisoner exchange. Yeah. Uh, so, the reveal, and let me see if I got this straight. <laughs> this is Usha... Oh, yeah. This is the sake brewer's mistress who Ushitora stole for him from... This man who's in the tavern. He kidnapped a woman as like, would you like this woman to get the sake brewer on On his his side? side. Yeah. Just literal human trafficking at this point. Which is like, oh no, (laughs) it's not just idiots fighting each other. Yeah, there's real world consequences, it turns out. Oh, and it's so sad. And like the, you know, the whole town is watching this from behind their slats. Like they're boarded up windows. And the boy, the son of this woman, screams, mommy, mommy. (laughs) And he's trying to reach through the slats to get her. And she's screaming and trying to like break away. Very sad, out Mm. of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And yeah, you can see Sanjiro kind of go, uh-oh. 
Oh and, no, like, a, a wrinkle. A new music cue we've never heard before uh, too. Yes, true. It's just been this like jaunty, yep. jazzy thing. Kind of jazzy stuff. <laughs> and we get this like big melodramatic romantic thing come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, oh shit. It's it's quite a turn. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So good. Because then we get all the context filled in afterward. Yes. Which is I like when this storytelling thing works, it works so good because you you're like dying to get that info. Yeah, you're like, like someone has to tell me right now what's going on. Very invested. So the woman is Nui, who's the wife of the local farmer, uh lost her to Shatora over a gambling debt, so they are actual uh, gamblers. Yeah. <laughs> These are the gamblers. <laughs> Ah, uh, so we've got like a better understanding of the dynamics here. Yes. And uh, when I say things took a turn, here's here's where like we're committing ourselves to a course for Sendro for the first time. Yes, true. He's not just like, well, we'll see. Yeah, who, whoever's willing to pay me more money in this moment is yeah. who I'm going to work for. So Sendro goes to Ushitora and is like, hey, how many guards you got on that on that woman? Oh, that's not enough. You got to tell me where they are. I'm going to go and freaking yeah. help or whatever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> How does anyone still trust this uh, yeah, guy? <laughs> you bunch of idiots. To be fair, he's not quit on Ushitora yet. I don't see why Seibei trusts him. Uh, okay, that's yeah. fair. And Ushitora doesn't know that he, like, neither of them knows that he set up the prisoner thing. Yeah, they that's think true. they've just been squabbling about Yeah, he themselves. does the brilliant thing of making everyone think it's their idea. Yep. yep. Very good at um, it. So he uh, he goes off to the the hut, taking Inokichi with him, because mm. he's like, "Oh, you'll need you'll this need." This is the middle son, the the very stupid one who just runs around. <laughs> yep, and boy, does he run a lot coming up. <laughs> he does. Uh, so the farmer lives in a hut he built off to the side of where the wife is kept to like just just be near his wife. It's so sad. Who has been human trafficked? Yeah. yeah, and I love that no one like this is the indicator of like no one actually wants to fight here. Like no, they just like know this guy is nearby. They're like, hey. Stop it. Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> Be cool. So we get close and Sindrio's like, hey, why don't you go beat up that guy? It's like, okay, I'll go and beat up the farmer for living oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he shouldn't be here. Wait a minute. And then Sindrio runs in and is like, hey, everybody's dead and the woman's gone. You gotta <laughs> run and not definitely don't check it out. Definitely take my word for it that they're dead. <laughs> go and tell your brother real quick. And then we get like... Here is where the choreography of this upcoming part still mm. holds up so good, where he it's just great. wrecks house. Uh, he goes in. He just fucking tears through these yards. What, there's seven or eight of them? I think there's seven. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he just, they're they're dead in six seconds. Yeah. It's wild. Which is like, that's how a fight like that would actually have to go. Yes, because uh, otherwise, there's seven of them. You're not going to win by them circling you and, like, you trying to pick them off. Yeah, like, the the... This is, I've already mentioned a bunch, like, the the violence is pretty dang graphic for the... <laughs> for the time, especially. For the time. Yeah. And, like, the... I don't have her her name in front of me, but the woman who plays me was, yeah. like, she's in that scene and watching what's sure, happening. yes. And she's saying, like, yeah, when you see Mifune at the end, like, huffing and, like, sweating, <laughs> that's not acting. He is that tired because... No, you had to explosively move yeah. for, like, ten sustained seconds. You'd be absolutely shocked how hard that is to do. Yeah, she's like, I thought he was gonna pass out or, like, throw up from how hard he was moving. Because he has to, like, break the building apart afterwards, yeah, too. Yeah, he's trying to make it look like yeah. a bunch of guys came in and beat the shit out of the guards, yeah. And Sinjiro, like, rescues her and gets the family all the others like get out of here leave now stop thanking me leave yeah get up <laughs> off the ground stop bowing yeah so mm-hmm. he's got a little heart in there is that what this is oh, mm. and here's where if this was like every movie that's tried to do this since gets this part wrong in my mind we're like <laughs> yes clearly he has a heart sure it's very obvious and if you look at his motivations he's trying to clean up the town 
the yes. only way he can. Yeah, which is violent. Yes. Yeah. So. But we never get the like looking into the camera and giving the like the little smirk and like, huh, I guess I had a heart all along. <laughs> it just took you villagers to help me find yeah, it. I learned as much from you as you did from me. Just, None of that. He's no, like, no. Instead, he's shouting at them like, you make me sick. Get away from me. <laughs> Yeah, he, I think he really is, like, he's embarrassed. Yeah. And he's mad at them for, like, I just put my life on the line. Get your sorry asses out of town but and do want, not let them catch you. He doesn't want anybody to see that he actually cares because no, it's yeah, his cool true. exterior. Yeah, cool guy. <laughs> so, Nui and family gets away. That's when uh, things really go bad. We get a montage of the town getting destroyed, basically. And even the yes. coffin maker's like, I don't have any business because they're killing each other too fast to actually we give each other We have to just pile the bodies outside town. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, events come to pass. I won't get into the minutia of it, but... They're, they're it's like, retaliating back and yeah. forth and destroying property, like, running people out of their houses, but, like, burning down houses yeah. who, of people who have nothing to do with this. But Unosuke, the uh, psychopath young brother, like, is putting stuff together, and, like, he's... He's watching what's going on, and, like, why is it that they're, like... It's always when this guy says something, <laughs> then they run off and, like, walk into a trap, and yeah. what's that about? So he's he's really vying for Sandro, and he uncovers the evidence that, like, oh, he's the guy that got the family away. Yes. You're fucking dead, buddy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Time for murders. Yep, we get some, some torture scene going on. We get an escape from Sandro. Gets out with some classic trickery of hiding... Hide, hide. yeah. <laughs> you know what else I like about this is there's no, this, you know, he gets captured and tortured and in theory, or what you might expect from later movies of this type, the hero would, like, gather mm. a reserve of strength from within himself and fight his way out. Yeah. No, he does not, he can't possibly do that. There's 48 stand. guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's bleeding from every part of his face. Like, he has to hide in a little chest of, yeah. like, and and then crawl under the floorboards. Like, there's no cool... He looks like shit. He, that makeup looks time. really good, too. Yes. Yeah. Great makeup, yeah. He like, looks oh, that's like gonna shit. hurt for two weeks. And we'll talk more about this in a little bit, but, like, Kurosawa's whole deal was, like, oh, all the glorified violence in Shambara and other action movies doesn't make any sense, so I'm mm. going to do what really would happen. And it's, yeah, a giant beat the shit out of me. I can't move for weeks. I'm not going to be able to speak. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, you'd get in a fight and, like, there's one cool slice down yeah. your eye or whatever. No, one side of his mouth is puffed up and, like, he, he can't, can't open see out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks like shit. So, Even Toshiro Mufune can look like <laughs> shit, you guys. <laughs> he has to work it. can in. be done, yeah. Yep. <laughs> a whole team of makeup artists has to be involved, but he can look not hot. <laughs> Uh, but he escapes and he meets up with Ganji and he Ganji and the coffin maker smuggle him out of town where they witness yes. Sebei being destroyed. Failson gets killed. Yep. Another people building are building. actually dying yep. now. Yeah. We are in the end game. <laughs> um, we trick Inokichi into helping out because he's a dummy again. So dumb. And he seems like the one that like if you pointed him at something productive, he might actually yeah. be like a good dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just surrounded by mean people. He's got he such potential. He doesn't think very hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. The pure potential of Inokichi. <laughs> um, so uh, Sanjiro just hides in a temple for a little bit, gets really good at throwing a knife. 
Yeah. Because uh, he, well, he have... recovers for three months because <laughs> he's bleeding internally. Doesn't have a sword anymore, so he's just like yes, classic samurai right. bit of like you lose your sword, it's like your soul is being taken away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're a ronin, you have no meaning in your life, but at least he still had his sword. Yeah. Now he doesn't even have that. Not even anymore. Bummer. Uh, and in. Uh, what would be the usual medicine and, and food run, the coffee maker shows up and he's like, they took Ganji, your only friend. Your only buddy. I don't like you that much. Yeah. We barely know, like, we've yeah. had one conversation. Yeah. Ganji's uh, been, like, risking, you know, he's been risking it to run medicine out yeah. to this temple that's, like, outside the bounds of the city, and he got caught. And because he was carrying medicine... Yep. They realized where he was going, sure which was to help this outlaw. And the coffin maker hands him a dead guy's sword, which again, huge no-no. You are not supposed to do that huge at the time. Huge no-no. That is, yeah. Robbing a, a samurai corpse was, I'm assuming you get killed for that yeah. at the time. You would go straight to hell. Yeah. And like the angriest that Sinjiro is in the whole movie, so furious. like Fucking amped. Snatch, like the coffin maker is scared to be next to him. Yeah. Like the... <laughs> The toxic He's standing up somehow taller, even yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though he's still terrifically Bristling. injured. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we get ah, oh, the ending of this is so the absolutely perfect shots of him returning to the windswept town. This is the most. Oh. This is the greatest western ever made. Oh yeah. And I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sinjiro marches in. We get the like. You can hear the Morricone score, the <laughs> wee wee going on. There's literally a tumbleweed that passes yeah. in front of, like, between them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we get the, like... It's good shots. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. And, like, the widescreen is so good. I feel like there mm, weren't a lot of yes. widescreen Japanese movies pre this. Oh, I or, don't I don't know as many of them, maybe. Mm. But this is one of the earlier ones I know. And this is just oh, so yeah. goddamn perfect. God. <laughs> this is what it's for. And we get, again, frenzied action of... He throws his knife, disabling Unosuke's cool He's reaching for his gun, gun yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> the best when they're approaching, he sticks it out just to like, what about hey, this? Think about this? <laughs> oh, a knife. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it takes them all down yeah. in like one second. It's yeah, great. because you yeah. have to. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so everybody's dead. Gangs are all dead. He did it. Hooray. He spares one terrified young man who turns out to be the youth he met on the way into town. Yes, the guy who ran away from his parents. And he says, go home to your mother and live a long life eating gruel, which is, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Great line. That's how I live my life. Yeah. <laughs> you do love your gruel. <laughs> uh, and the ma the real mayor kills the fake mayor. <laughs> They're both terrible, yeah, they're so I don't know that this is a victory necessarily, but whatever. It's at least a simplification? I guess, yeah. Just deal with it amongst yourselves. Uh, so Sinjiro just kind of takes in the damage, and Unosuke bleeds out, and uh, yeah, we're kind of done. He departs, and with his parting words to the constable, go hang yourself. <laughs> he, like, specifically, like, hey, 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 buddy, come here. Go hang yourself. <laughs> Whoa! So funny. He marches off into the sunset. I did it. Like, the town is on fire <laughs> yeah. still, destroyed. Bodies piled up. But the coffin maker has work again. He's run off to his workshop. He's got a really, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> maybe uh, Noya and the family can, like, come back to town. I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah. Who, who knows? Who can say? And, yeah, there's your headcanon. They come back and they're, nice. they're the new mayors and they know a thing or two about not human trafficking. Never again. <laughs> That's the most important part of mayorship. On the signs, like, welcome to town, we don't human traffic here. Yes. Like, that's the slogan. Great movie. So this is, yeah, it's just magical and wonderful. Like, 
even if you come into this with like, what's this Yo Jimbo? Like, this is so many different, like, men with no name stuff. You got the like, oh, the yeah. loner coming into town. You got the like, playing two sides against each other. Yes, it's... this is the primordial soup yeah. of like action guy archetypes. Yeah, there, everything is from this. It's so great. I had no idea this was a satire of Chandra's yeah. because I had not seen Chandra's, but like. The idea that it's a satire of a form of movie, but it's also an amazing movie on its own is crazy. There's yeah. only like a few of those kinds of movies that work on their own. Yeah, because well so as, often a know. satire has to be like cartoonishly large to be like, do you get it? Yes, exactly. Which, yeah, you need to differentiate it from like an actual endorsement of what you're doing. So right. I, I get it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's just, it's such a magical walking the tightrope thing. Yeah. Where now that, like, we have a great experience of we've seen this before Chambaras, and we're like, wow, yeah. cool movie. And now we've seen a bunch of Chambaras, you can go back and be like, oh, oh I see how he's I making get fun it. of them. Yeah. <laughs> but then it also, it manages to turn, like, it is obviously a satire of that when you know what Chambaras are. Mm. But then it turns, it, it almost, you know, you're kind of laughing along and then, Kurosawa gets down and sits like right in front of you and looks you in the face and is like, these were terrible people. <laughs> do you understand the kind of damage they do or did? Yeah. And the things you are glorifying by like rooting for these people? Look at me. He's like holding your head in his hands and shaking you. <laughs> the only good characters are Nui's family and yeah. Ganji. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and even Ganji where you're like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, do he's, something. He's just a grump. He's yeah, what he's an old do? grump. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love like the the arc, the emotional arc in this satire movie is hmm. it's just bananas that yeah. there is such a a rich and like complete and satisfying arc for this guy who should just be a cardboard cutout yeah. of like you know gunslinger type, and then eventually becomes that in future movies, which is exactly, so funny. Which is so funny that it reverts back. Well, you know. <laughs> executives trying to remake or like capitalize mm. on they don't understand, don't understand what was yeah. good about it uh and that's why everything pales in comparison like you could yeah. do a good remake of this and some have yeah, true but like yep if you don't get what made it good you're not going to be able to distill it into a new medium yeah like, it's not a satire yeah. like you said it is just an endorsement at yeah. that at that point like but i do like to your point about like <laughs> kurosawa holding your head and shaking you and being like this is the message there's so many one of the things that makes this feel super modern to me especially early on you get tons of pov shots from like senjuro like sure. over his shoulder to be like hey we're this approaching is how... the town and we're yeah and this is how he's seeing things this is like viewing sure. it through the the hero who sucks in this case and like, <laughs> but you're meant to identify with that yeah but i i like the idea of kurosawa doing this to be like i'm pointing a camera at all this stuff and like him sitting on the tower and laughing at all them yeah that's kurosawa being like hey, it's dumb right you guys <laughs> gotta have this is dumb stupid <laughs> everyone involved is is wasting their life by doing this yeah, well, yeah. and like it, like i said super graphic compared to everything else that's happening and yes. he wanted to be like Here's what real violence looks like. Because if you look at a Chambara movie, it is like, you know, you. So stylish. You get like five minutes of them circling each other and like committing to an honorable fight. And then the actual action is still protracted, but it's like, oh, you got cut in the stomach. A thing that would make you fall down and unable to move, but you'll stand there and continue to fight like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not seeing the effects of the violence so much. And. Yeah. It's it's not it's not even really portrayed as violence in these other movies. It's yeah. just like 
a duel happening or a fight happening and like who can last the longest and yeah yeah or it's all tied up in honor which never gets mentioned at all in this movie not even <laughs> once amazing stuff just people like how can i absolutely crush my financial enemy <laughs> nothing honorable in this and i like this is the first movie to have the foley of a sword cutting a person like that sound effect oh. didn't exist before this movie oh they, how did they uh, dare i ask how they made it uh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you anyway. <laughs> oh, all right. You <laughs> cut me off guard and like, I'm going to tell you. You're going to have to hear about it. Oh, you're going to listen. I learned Good. about it. You have to learn about Aww. it. Uh, they tried cutting beef and pork, uh, but it was too soft, so it just Ugh. didn't get picked up by the mic well enough. Okay. So what they did was they held down a whole chicken by holding it taut with chopsticks. <laughs> okay, sure. And then they just wanged on it with a sword. Ah! <laughs> Wait, like, le- like not a live chicken. No, 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 no. Oh my god. Okay. They went to a butcher. Okay. okay they right. got all their cuts, and this yeah. is gonna sound like a joke, considering. But their thing was, we'll buy the stuff from the butcher. Whatever we cut up, we'll just cook up for dinner for the crew that night. <laughs> and true to their word, that's what they did. From the foley department to the mess hall. To your mouth. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to your ears and face. From ear to mouth. You turn a pan to table. This is ear to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's not what that is. <laughs> Are you trying to say farm to table and you got confused with hand and foot disease? <laughs> this is an it's upsetting too much. mix. It's too much. Getting overwhelmed. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'm sorry. Eat your chicken, sweetie. Eat but your chicken. The upshot of all of this satire and extra fully and Kurosawa being like, people will see what real violence is and be yep. horrified. And everybody loved it. And he's like, fuck, it didn't work. Oh, shit. They liked it again. Damn it. <laughs> it just looks cooler because he can murder that's all we want is like he, he can murder the most people yeah. in the shortest amount of time cool cool curse now like running to every individual person who saw yeah. the movie like no no, no, no. I sit no, you down and explain no, no absolutely not i don't have the time to do this for every single japanese person it's so like it's it, it couldn't i feel this is kind of tying back to what i was saying that there should be a moment when the hero having been captured like you know draws on this well of strength yeah. And, like, for, you can make it honorable reasons if you want. Like, I have to save the town. And yeah. he doesn't do that. He does it to save his own fucking skin. Yeah. And then, like, the arc of this guy is that he gets his ass fucking handed to him. Eventually. Eventually. Like, once once people... He's just being sneaky. That's not honorable. Yeah. Like, that's being a little shithead. Yeah, and that's his whole thing is, like, all the Shambara um, heroes are always... They're always based on honor and, like... Yeah, very upright and, like, noble people. Uh, a role that Mifune was very famous for in Japan was the Masashi Miyamoto. Oh, is that oh right? yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. The there's a trio of of, yeah. of um, samurai movies where he like literally like honor to the point of he kisses a woman who is in love with him and who he loves. Yeah. But it catches her off guard and she reacts poorly. She's like, oh. And he turns to the camera and is just shouts like, "I will never touch a woman again." <laughs> like, I will now go to live in a tall tower for twenty years. It's like, like superimposed text uh, on the screen okay. to be like, because he did one dishonorable act, he yeah. will swear off women forever. Like it's so <sighs> over the top, yeah, melodrama. And then oh, cutting down, such melodrama. Cutting down to like all he does is bad shit. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I mean like I, you know what I really like is the. I guess pinnacle. What's the reverse of a pinnacle? Nadir. Sure. Of the of his arc is when he gets handed this dead guy's sword. Yeah. That is the worst shit you can do to someone is to like use a, a samurai sword that's not 
yours. Yeah. Like, and he didn't even defeat this guy in battle. Yeah. He gets it brought to him by a coffin maker. Like, that's the scummiest shit that could yeah. happen to you. And that's, like, you know? presumably somebody who fell because, like, they just burned Sebe's family to death. There's probably a lot of swords in there. That's probably yeah. where it came from. Yeah. And he makes no Ill attempt begotten. to get his sword back, which no. would have been a huge plot point in Trimbar thing of, like, I can restore totally, my own. Totally, totally, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna become whole again. And no, I'm just going to try and undo some of the damage I caused, me personally, from fucking around, and then I found out, and now <laughs> I have to at least try and make it not shitty. Save the one guy who fed me. Like <laughs> Yes, exactly. Like and that's that's all you can do, right? Your your big like heroic gesture isn't gonna be and everything was right again <laughs> in the town. Like, no, one guy didn't die. That's the that's the best you can do. And I I feel like that's a great arc for this of like yeah. Just please be aware that these people sucked ass. To that point, can I tell you the amazing tagline for this movie? Uh, please. Yes. Quote, better if all these men were dead. Think about it. <laughs> End quote. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's so aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Just, you, you can picture the gif of somebody pointing their yeah, head and be like, oh, think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> what? Think about it. Why don't you just have better if all these men were dead? I, Which is already aggro as hell, but yeah, like... Yeah, <laughs> but that, that I see as being like a snappy, like, better if all these men were dead. And then you cut to, like, uh, Nakade and Mafune, like, squaring off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> I will think about it, movie poster. I wasn't gonna, but... Yeah, now that you've asked. I implore so you nicely. to think about it. Better if all these men were dead. Yeah, they're not mincing words, are they? <laughs> no one in this movie is good. You know what? I feel like the, if I may talk about Westerns. Again, Please do. The, maybe the only, like, the only example that's really leaping to mind for very obvious reasons mm. is Fistful of Dollars. Of course. Literal remake, sometimes shot for shot of yes. this movie. But it also, like, Sergio Leone has that thing of, like, guys, the violence is bad. Yeah. I just, I just want to put it in your face so much to be like, it sucked to live at this time and be this type of person. And, like, there was, it was just hell on earth to yeah. live in these conditions. Do you get it? And most people fucking didn't. didn't. <laughs> they did not. It was somehow too subtle. <laughs> Even though, like, it was too subtle. The only time you will ever hear <laughs> that. That is the only, yeah, this podcast only. But, like, oh, just taking the wrong lessons from both these movies, which is very funny because I yeah. feel like, you know, for being a blatant ripoff. And I think they even, like, didn't, didn't, uh, excuse me, didn't Kurosawa sue him? Yeah. Let's talk about that. I want to just okay. throw, like, two other Yojimbo facts at you oh, sure, before sure, sure. we move yeah, on yeah. to the effects of it. Very good. Because I don't want to forget these because I think they're great. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see your face when I say this. The, this movie finished shooting on April 16th, 1961. It premiered on April 20th, 1961. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please tell me they were editing as they went. They were, yes. Oh, that, that's how you do it. But, like, it, that's so different from how movies are made now. It's so uh, funny to be like, okay, where you did our last shot, and uh, we'll see you at the theater up, in yeah. two days. <laughs> we're getting on a bus going right there. I don't know. Do you want to come? We'll edit on the bus, yeah. and we'll hand the final reel in. When we... We're doing dailies in transit. I hope that's okay. And I want to I wanna mention Masaru Sato, uh, who wrote the the music in this just because oh, it's yes. so cool there's not a lot to, to say it's such about. cool music uh it's very different from how movies were scored at the time in japan which is to say there is so much music in this and it's used like yeah. funny incidental music like it feels like you're coming back from commercial sometimes on some of it. <laughs> like when seinfeld comes back and you get the bass lick and then it yeah. cuts to the inside of the, the establishing shot yeah. of him walking inside and like yep uh, <laughs> thanks for that little breather yes 
Yes. It works like a punchline sometime too, which I totally. love. Yeah. Uh, it's great. But the the reason I wanted to talk about it because this is Yojimbo is a very it's a pretty original thing, but it is mostly recycled from other bits, like most movies sure. are. Yeah. But uh, the music in this is inspired by 1930s American westerns. <laughs> because uh, Kurosawa, who hates traditional Shambara, as we've talked about, and also their soundtracks, his only direction was, quote, write whatever you like, just please don't write Shambara music. <laughs> So Masaru Sato was a huge fan of Henry Mancini, who was a very jazzy guy. <laughs> totally, yeah. And he was oh, like, he's the Pink Panther guy, yeah. right? He draw the. <laughs> okay, I need someone to put this movie together with the Pink Panther music underneath the whole thing. The incidental aspects would were great. Yes! Ba-dip, ba-dip, and then <laughs> sword strike. <laughs> anime slice. Yeah, anime slice. Uh, so Sato's approach was okay. We'll take how Americans were doing Western soundtracks, some jazzy Mancini stuff, and then we will perform it on traditional Japanese instruments uh, and that's the soundtrack we'll get. Give it the flavor. Yeah. yeah. Which I love that nice. for the Venn diagram like flow into a new thing. This is a real like everything about this movie is just a melting pot of stuff. Yeah. I like that. And it's like Kurosawa's previous movies to this weren't doing great box office so this mm. was him being like oh you want a box office hit? Fine. I'll take all the stuff you like and I'll make one movie. <laughs> He couldn't even, on purpose, make a bad movie. Which, as we always <laughs> love on this podcast, a movie that's made for spite reasons is always favorite the best. Thing. Yes, <laughs> and it always—I mean, you know—there is some bias of like these are the ones we continue to hear about, mm. but they always do so well. <laughs> and either the person behind them is like, "Ha, fucking told you," or they're like, "God damn it!" It's definitely the latter here because yeah. Kurosawa's <laughs> next movie, Senjuro, wasn't supposed to be a sequel. It was just supposed to be an un related samurai movie. Oh boy. And it was so, like, Yojimbo did so good that the studio was like, you gotta write him in. And Chris, I was like, fuck! Fine, I'm done with this guy. (laughs) But, you brought up the Leone of it all. Yes. And I wanted to talk about that. (laughs) Yes. Because, yeah, he did get sued. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, famously. Very famously. Because, like, uh, it's just, like, a a real lesson in what not to do. Like, Leone was writing... He'd only done, like, directed one other major movie, and it was like a... a like a sword and sandal thing. Yeah, like yeah. a Hercules-ish yeah. mythic thing. Um, and then he's writing what's going to become Fistful of Dollars. Okay. He then goes to see Yojimbo. He comes home and says to his partner, wife, girlfriend, I'm going to make Yojimbo, except make it a Western. <laughs> like, okay. Okay, dear, keep your voice down. <laughs> Don't say it into a microphone. Yeah. And then he tells his, his like, producers, who then try to get the rights to it. Okay. They can't afford it. And they're like, okay, well, oh. we'll just do it and hope that oh nobody notices. And hope that nobody notices. <laughs> because at the time, like, they were like, this is an exploitation film. Nobody's going to see it outside oh, of Italy. Oh, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh, okay. But then, it wasn't like it was the most popular genre in the world for three years. Oops. <laughs> but it didn't get seen in America until, like, the late 60s. Uh, well, no, It was but... made in 63 or 64, which is kind of funny. <laughs> But it becomes this... But there are movie theaters outside yeah. of the U.S. So. And many are closer to Japan. Indeed. <laughs> Most. So it takes Europe by storm. Everybody loves Festival of Dollars. Uh, Do you think Leone was just like, fuck, fuck? No, he's a real head-empty guy who's just oh, like, sweetie. everybody loves my movie. Oh, and Yojimbo right Or Yojimbo. Kurosawa writes him a... <laughs> Yojimbo himself. <laughs> sits down. Old Jimbo. Pens this letter uh, that says... <laughs> It's got some other stuff in here, but quote from Kurosawa, it is a very fine film about Fistful of Dollars. It is a very fine film, but it is my film. (laughs) 
just a reminder that you did, in fact, make my movie. And he goes to say, like, I expect this level of monetary compensation Ooh. and very litigious of him. Spicy. Uh, and Leone, again, head empty. They're already shooting, like, the next sequels and everything at this point because it's so wildly Yeah, famous. they turned him out. He's running through the set being like, Kurosawa wrote me a letter. He likes no, it. He likes sweetie, it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. Oh, you dumb, beautiful idiot. And everybody's like, put that away. Shut fuck. Burn it. Yeah. Pretend Say it you did never not got it. reach you. <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Like, do you think he just read to It Is A Very Fine Movie and was like, oh, amazing. No, I think... He, he was saying like he sees that I that I did a good job with your Jimbo. <laughs> like oh. shut up, dude. <laughs> so here's the question that I'm sure the producers this is what popped into their head immediately. Was it cheaper to get the rights than it was to fend off this lawsuit? That I don't know mm. because they did settle out of court because they were gonna lose. Come on, oh, no. um, it didn't even make it to trial. And it was a like a big dollar amount plus 15% of every ticket sold which is 15% of every ticket to Fistful of Dollars yeah. went to Kurosawa yeah oh, and, and the studio yeah. oh they got fucked <laughs> yeah wow uh, oh so funny oh well it's okay because Leone went on to make all the money yeah, in the I next assume. four years yeah so and he like <laughs> that spawned the spaghetti western like yeah because what's uh, this is funny too because like what's Kurosawa gonna do about those guys nothing but technically just sitting there getting madder and madder about like they don't get that the violence is there I'm doing it right with Veins a few exceptions out of his, yeah, well, there's like the Zapata West very so, few exceptions yeah. no that's true I love that it did kind of spawn this like Subgenre, hmm. not the overwhelming amount, but like the subgenre of things that were like, ah, societal conditions leading to no one actually wants to fight, yeah. but you gotta do it to stay alive. Yeah. Those movies, mwah. Because the real thing that Yojimbo is fighting is the system. <gasps> yeah. Gasp. Yeah. Uh, but I also just wanted to throw in that uh, Kurosawa has stated out loud. That um, Yojimbo is uh, an adaptation of something completely different, of a noir oh, okay. m- movie. A noir? Yeah. Uh, classic noir movie, uh, ad- an adaptation of a Dashiell Hammett book. Oh. <laughs> the Glass Key, the movie's from 1942. Okay. okay. I read the like the plot summary, and I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see the relation. Really is that why no one ever talks about it? It's I... like, I don't think so, buddy. Are you thinking about a different movie? <laughs> that's what he says, because they're like, are you sure you weren't thinking of the book Red Harvest that's never been adapted as a movie? Because right. Red Harvest is a book about which a guy comes to town and plays two gambling casino mavens <laughs> against each other yeah. to get them destroyed and ultimately shows heart at the end by saving a family. Like, it's very beat for beat. So that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Yep. So I just, yeah. <laughs> he had a lot on his mind. It's fair. I just like that there's no original ideas. It's just like how you bring things together. <gasps> Only Dashiell Hammett has original ideas. <laughs> I think uh, like a third of the movies we've done on this podcast have been either directly or indirectly adaptations yeah. of his books. Because And also Dashiell Hammett's stuff is all based on Westerns. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is an Ouroboros of just like every movie is a Waluigi of... <laughs> This I love this framework, yep. but just like we're existing in the Waluigi framework. But the the <laughs> that this podcast is now becoming like we are a monolith of every movie is a western. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, bitches! <laughs> this is a westerns podcast. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh, so That's fun. so funny. Yep. And okay. uh, yeah, so 
that's that's Yojimbo. It went on to spawn several subgenres. <sighs> there is an official remake of this movie. Uh, oh, of Yojimbo. Like, of we are Yojimbo, remaking yes. the movie Yojimbo as Yojimbo. Yeah, like, the studio bought the rights uh, okay. and was like, we're, we're taking the script and, like, updating it for a new... Uh, generation. Yojimbo has a cell phone. <laughs> and it was an American movie. Uh, oh, okay. It's a little movie called Last Man Standing starring Bruce Willis. And oh, nobody yeah. likes it. <laughs> oh, wait. Is this from like 2013 or uh, so? No, 1996. Oh, Jesus. Okay, never mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, directed by Walter Hill. But yeah, it, I shouldn't say nobody likes it. It's much more of a like, it occurred and everyone was like, yeah, I guess. I mean, okay. <laughs> interesting walter hill we like what did he just um i'll have to go back and and think about this but walter hill produced something where it was like he let people do their thing alien yes that's right where it shouldn't have been good but it was like dude let the creative people do their thing yeah yeah nice okay yeah, so sorry, Walter. <laughs> weird tie into our alien episode. There you but go. yeah, Last Man Standing it like puts it back in a noir setting, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ostensibly, which is probably not where it even came from. It's so weird. I get it though. But I get being like the problem is society. And, oh like, yeah, big time. When he when the movie's over, the structural problems aren't solved. Yeah, but that's yeah. Coming Only the through. one guy like you made it. You made it out personally. But I think Last Man Standing was the problem of like we're gonna emphasize that the point of this movie is look how cool this guy is. No, yeah, and that's, no. Fuck him. You gotta see him eat shit. Otherwise, yeah, the movie doesn't really mean anything. And yeah. I mean, like, I guess Bruce Willis movies are classic for this, where it's like. He no, no harm can come to him. And, yeah. You know. Otherwise, it's a yeah. It's just a power fantasy, not exactly. Yeah. yeah this is definitely not that. Mm, to that point, I wanted to talk about uh, just one last thing about Nakaday before we Ooh, move on to some final thoughts. I love this guy. So, Kurosawa agrees with us. It shouldn't be a, a power fantasy. We're so right. Um, <laughs> Validated. <laughs> so he very much uh, yeah. Wait. Let me set this up right. Let me let me bring this All quote right, that give, I got here it, properly. Yeah. So we've got the like the new type of anti-hero with Mufune, which is just based on a bunch of other anti-hero stuff. Sure. But uh, we've got the new type of villain from Nakade who like, mm. psychopath who you don't need to know their motivation isn't Because big they yet. almost don't have... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So like, this is one of the first okay. big one of those. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Just a guy who's a complete psycho. Yeah. Just literally... Okay. But like, is the idea that this guy is a match for your hero... And uh, bear yes. in mind, Kurosawa's got Chambara go. in mind when he's talking about this. So, okay. quote, Sanjiro and Unosuke are like a stray dog and a snake. There are so many movies <laughs> where the villain is overpowered by the main character from the start. But that's no fun. The villain should be his equal. <laughs> in fact, he should be more powerful. And Good for him. Yeah. So, by nice. that, you just you gave him a gun. <laughs> How can I make this guy win? <laughs> Hand him a pistol. But nice. Just a nice little trivia fun fact, too. All the, like, twitching and shoulder rolling that Mifune is doing uh, that's the direction that Kurosawa gave him like yeah. you're a stray dog Literally, and Mifune yeah. was like oh this is what dogs do when they have fleas so I'll just do that <laughs> oh you know what's funny too I thought he literally had fleas yes. he's been wandering around he <laughs> sleeps in barns yeah <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, he's kind of like itch, 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 the yep. way a dog will like get its hind leg. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. A, a dog and a snake. Yeah, I Which, love that. Yeah, big not blinking snake eyes. <laughs> Truly crazy. I love him. Yeah, I I love that so much. There's there's so much more dramatic value in like. Mm. 
this guy's gonna kill you. All you, you just, it's very Terminatory where you're yeah. like, you just, you have to either run fast enough or outsmart him somehow. You are not gonna beat him hand to hand. You're gonna have to lay down in a temple for a month and learn a new skill. <laughs> yeah. Like that's. <laughs> you better learn how to throw knives. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's no fun. Kurosawa is so funny because he's got these like, this deep well of like painful, beautiful human emotion. And then he's like mashing action figures together. <laughs> fun, fun. Fights the dog, and then and you think he's gonna win, and the but snake then has a the dog the dog wins because he's smarter than the snake, and... and he's good. And then he runs away, and his best friend is okay. <laughs> okay, sweetie. That's a very good story. Uh, love oh you, Kurosawa. You're great. The best. <laughs> Looking down on us from a bucket hat in the sky. <laughs> Yes, the ultimate dad. <laughs> oh, cute. Uh, well, that's what a great movie. It's such a great movie, and it's all I've said all I have to say on it. I think now, so I yes. would love to hear your final thoughts on this movie, which I don't feel like I like to draw attention to this, but I can. You were the one that introduced me to Yojimbo. Oh, yes, that's right. And it was, was my first Kurosawa, and you got me on this little this little path of mine to I watch way to your... too many Japanese movies. Yep. <laughs> Your new possibly favorite filmmaker? Yeah, like the like if you asked me three. like two or three years ago, I would have said definitely yes. Now yeah. there's the it's getting crowded a little bit. Like, <laughs> probably overall my favorite my favorite guy. Love nice. that humanist touch. Oh yeah, do love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, I you're welcome. <laughs> you're so welcome. I love this movie because you can read it any you can be mm. in any mood and it's a great movie to watch yeah it's just fun there's like action if you just want to turn your brain off it's about a guy beating the shit out of a bunch of idiots <laughs> it's there's yeah it's it's great plot delivery because it's not a beat for beat straightforward thing yeah you have to pay attention a little bit if you want to really like connect with the emotional arc of it and Mm -hmm. having the rug pulled like the hero sucks ass a little bit i love that i'm always on board for that total dead snake eyes villain Uh, just a any number of it's just a a collection of things that are extremely fun to watch and they Mm -hmm. don't all have to be related like you can you can throw it on whenever but i really do like the idea that you are watching a guy get into a situation because he thinks it's funny. Like, he really (laughs) thinks it's funny. He's having a great time. He's mugging. He's pulling faces. Like, he's, you know, he's doing... He's doing his double crossing for maximum funny effect, yeah, like, like walking off ten seconds before the battle starts, stuff like you that. You could easily see a conversation with Ganji just being like, "You shouldn't do that. You're just gonna egg on more violence." And you could just see him going like, "That's pretty funny." It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the subtext of every line he says up until the the turn in the you know second act, and, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a movie about like. This isn't how you have to behave in a society. Yeah. You have to. There are consequences for everything. It's even, it's like, he is trying to stay out of it so hard that he's actively wearing down both sides. Yeah. He's like, I don't want e- either of you to win. Yeah. Fuck you both. <laughs> and But even that is taking a side. It means that, like, someone is going to get hurt somewhere. There's yeah. going to be, you know? And so just the... It's it's so good at demonstrating the limits of staying neutral. Mm. I really like that. The limits of neutrality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Nice. So, yeah, I, I like the idea that you do have to 
you have to pick a direction. You yeah. can't just throw the stick up and go the way that it <laughs> falls because it happened to fall that way. You have to take some ownership of your shit. Even if you're following that stick, you got to commit to the, the consequences. Yes, and, like, you have to be through. like, I decided to go the way the stick said. Yeah. It's not, you know, and, and I like that a lot as yeah. as a, a movie that should just be, haha, fun, swords. It's it's extremely rich undercurrent, and but you don't have to enjoy mm-hmm. it that way. You can enjoy it any number of other ways. And I feel like the second one, especially, you can go into you can watch your Jimbo and be like, "Wow, yeah!" And then go totally. watch Sandro and watch. There's like a montage of him falling asleep and getting woken up, and it's very funny. Yeah, that one's more for goof em ups. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you've got your options. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that a lot. I, it's so rare that a satire says something on its own as well. Yeah, rather than just criticize the thing, etc. Yeah, yeah, or poke at. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Love it. How about you? Well, for me, I've said so much about it already. Uh, but I, I do <laughs> love that it's a flashpoint for, like, the specificity of this archetype that is now mm, in yes. fucking everything. Everywhere. The anti-hero, right? Just having an yeah. anti-hero. Like, you couldn't really show that. Loner you anti-hero, could, like, man with no name. Like, yeah. that. all those specifics all existed separate, I feel like. Yeah. They start and this to come was like, together. Here's how you deliver yeah. this package. And, you, like, you set up a new subgenre with it, sending things in new directions. Like, really, influence cannot be understated. Or overstated? Overstated. Overstated. But... You add into that how it's like, I just briefly mentioned, I, I can't, I'm not smart enough to know the terms for stuff, but it just <laughs> is so much more modern looking than any other Japanese movie of its time or preceding to me. Like, it feels like this real Agreed. dividing line. Yeah, like all the POV shots, all the big widescreen show off and all that. So yep. it, it not only does it like take everything that we already knew and give it new life, but it's expressing it in a brand new way too. And that's part of the reason I feel like it. it yeah, it has it, very modern um, film, language. filmic language. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Where before it would just be, okay, we painted a beautiful backdrop for the set, mm-hmm. um, put these two guys in front of each other and just shoot them whacking each other with <laughs> swords. No, no. And I feel like we're backhandedly making fun of Masashi Miyamoto, but like, it's pretty good movies too. Like, they're not they're not bad, but they are what they're they are. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they're very pretty to look at. They are. That's the big thing. Yes. <laughs> and it's the only time that Toshiro Mufune ever shaved his head. No, he put on a bald cap for those. That is just Did good he makeup. Really? Yeah. No. He never shaved his head. <laughs> never I, ever. That's what I thought. Like he's got, got this like glorious hair and just never. He's a samurai or a ronin in most of them, and like a ronin, you could get away with it because yeah, the hair grew back <laughs> since he had a master. <laughs> he wouldn't even do it for that. Nope. Rather wear a bald cap. Amazing. Yep. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry to take that movie magic moment away. No, that, that's even funnier. I love it so much. Uh, Streak well. unbroken. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's go on and just continue our streak of naming a movie to pair this with, as we do in every episode. What a weird thing Was to call a perfect... making a podcast. <laughs> continue our streak. Continue our streak. Perfect segue. Uh, so we'll uh, program this here, Double Bill, with a marquee title if we feel like it. I feel like I had one, but I lost it, so okay, whatever. Oh, I've got one, baby. Okay, well then please take it away. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with the... This, this to me is the arty movie only because there are mm. so many angles you could approach it from and like get something rich from it. You could re you rewatchable as hell and you could mm. like see something new. You could you could watch it from a film studies point of view where you're like, ah, yes, the camera, like the POV identifying with the hero or, or you could just watch it for like, ah, the societal implications of like, you know, like knowing Japanese, you know, period history or whatever. Mm. Guy who fights good with sword, mm. also a fun angle. Mm-hmm. You can, so to me, it's the arty 
one in this double bill. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's my argument for it. Yojimbo is the already one. Or uh, yes. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Yojimbo is the already one. Um, not because it's like from the fifties and in black and white. <laughs> purely because there is so much stuff that you could dive into and like it's rich and you know, cool. even though it's about a guy being funny until he's not. <laughs> so I'm gonna p- uh, pair this with. <laughs> Yojimbo almost by default is the arty one because this movie is pure trash. Oh yeah, let's go. Pure fucking trash. Let's go. It's about two sides being played against each other and just like it getting out of control and realizing, oh shit, we can't like stand by and watch this play itself out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Alien versus Predator! <laughs> <laughs> the worst movie ever made. I've never seen yeah, it. I can't really... <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I know for sure. A garbage um, first. This is a movie you're double billing that yes, you have not seen. Yes. I I can't in good conscience recommend it, but I can recommend it in bad conscience, which is what I'm going to do. Um, it's from two, 2004, which like 2002 yes. to 2005. <laughs> it's extremely from over. Right on the heels of Attack of the Clones. Mm, a bad time for making movies. <laughs> Just a bad. We've talked about this in the past where like 1999 was such an amazing movie year because I think we were all like oh we're gonna die when Y2K hits so we gotta get all our movies out now and then 2000-2005 is like what happened oh, in 1999 we ran out. let's just do that again yeah. but cheaper somehow make it cheaper yeah make it worse uh, make it like more unpleasant to be involved in yeah exactly so this is one of those it has Lance Hendrickson in it which is so funny mm. Lance Hendrickson being in a movie I'll watch him but it's no it's never an indicator of what the quality of no, the movie is really he's not. in some fucking amazing movies and he's in some pieces of shit movies i just uh, the man has a gift for keeping you on your toes (laughs) whatever and then it also stars a bunch of people whose names i do not recognize so i'm assuming they never did anything after this (laughs) they may have been in future alien versus predator movies Uh, that's quite honest like who saw those no one would know (laughs) it's a great place are you on the run oh my god did you see them yeah i have no memory of them i feel like you would have been the perfect I would have been 18, I think, when that came an out. An 18-year-old boy. Yeah. That's... If I can do math, which is a big stretch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, those movies were made for you, and you didn't even like them. Yeah, I, I we, assume? No. I well, no, you, you, you know, I feel like everybody has this in their teenage years. You like you go to tons of movies, and you don't know what a good versus a bad uh, thing totally, is. Totally, yeah. And yeah. then you have like maybe a run, or for me, I had a run of a couple movies in a row that were like, wait a second, I see a pattern emerging. A pattern where I realize things are bad sometimes. And this <laughs> Where movie. I don't enjoy watching them. Well, I still enjoyed watching, <laughs> but I knew it sucked. <laughs> There's something to be said for that, dude. I'm you complex. Know I can hold both of those in my mind at once. I was supremely entertained and also totally. couldn't wait for it to end and leave. <laughs> yes, where you're like, I'm just going to go play an arcade game and come back because yeah. this doesn't fucking matter. There is no fold in my brain that contains <laughs> Alien vs. Predator. It just got it's overwritten immediately. You know you've seen it, but what's yeah. the first movie? Have you ever walked out of a movie? No, I never have. Oh, okay. All right. And I never will. Uh, oh, the garbage guarantee. Yep. We will sit through it. Nice. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna pair it with. I think we're all familiar with the plot. It's that alien versus predator. It's that's whoever it wins is. we lose. And that is gonna be the tagline oh. on my double bill. You knew it was coming. Uh, fantastic. So yeah, Yojimbo and Alien vs. Predator, which I think is great because Yojimbo is this, like, you know, like you said, flashpoint for so mm. many archetypes that, like, were expressed so well and then people ran with them. Alien vs. Predator is almost the logical endpoint of that, where it's just a mash of, like, producers saying, hey, you guys like this, right? Uh, the full spectrum <laughs> the of, of 
recycling movies. Well, you want to go full spectrum. I feel like between Alien vs. Predator, Yojimbo is the midpoint, because I'm treating Yojimbo as my trashy movie in this, just for relativistic terms, because it is. It's meant to be this blockbuster, money-making, action movie thing. Yeah. Even... You know, Kurosawa's intent was it for not to <laughs> He's be just too good a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, so my pairing it with something that's decidedly very arty. Oh. So we've got a big gulf between everything this Amazing. week. Amazing. I'm, I'm holding down the low end. What do you got? Uh, well, this movie I'm pairing it with, it's about taking a, like, a really firmly beaten into the ground uh, subgenre or genre. A thing that like people make fun of as like, oh, this dorky, this, this dumb like, meathead movie genre. Okay. Um, and, uh, like, things that get churned out as fast as the productions can possibly turn them out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and a, an, an artistic filmmaker coming in and saying, what if we did it, like, with any notion of uniqueness or try to do if anything new? we tried new. anything, yeah. Anything new. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to pair Yojimbo with 2013's The Grandmaster from Long Car Y. Oh, Is it okay. You know I'm seeing yeah. it. Yes, I have okay. seen this. Yeah, Tony Lung, right? Yes, Tony Lung starring as uh, Ip Man. Yes, right. Uh, Not part of the Ip Man universe, technically. Yes, speaking like. So, so the Grandmaster is one of many movies about a real person named Ipman, who yes. was a martial arts teacher. Famously, he was Bruce Lee's martial arts yes. instructor, and yeah. you know there are tons of fictional biopics. Let's call it that about uh, fictionalized. Ip Man. Yeah, fictionalized yes. biopics about him now. Yeah, uh, many starring Donnie Yen. I think there's like yeah, that's like a, the big reason he's famous, right? I mean, he was in like several, but as as kind of a B character. It's certainly what I know him from. No, because he was doing like Once Upon a Time in China too. Yeah. he was famous then. I Damn. think internationally he gets uh, more fair. well known. But yes. Anyway, all Donnie Yen's aside. Um, <laughs> There's, like, seven or eight Ipman movies and, like, a TV show or two. So, like, <laughs> you could say that this is a double bill about the martial arts subgenre compared to Chambara, or you could just okay. make it about Ipman movies compared to Chambara Yeah, movies. which are their own subgenre. Because the, so the Grandmaster was supposed to come out in, like, 2004 or five or something like that. Oops. But Ipman movies kept coming out so fast <laughs> that they kept pushing it back. The ma- um, market is too saturated in 2004. Yeah. But anyway, to talk about yeah. the Grandmaster, it's about... Itman's life as a martial artist. Yes. Uh, and I'm not saying Grandmaster has the same impact as Yojimbo does, but I feel like they're linked in a, uh, like, no one in the genre is doing it like this kind of way. Right. Uh, they're both attempts by their respective directors to just finally make a big commercial movie. Because uh, <laughs> Wong kar was doing a lot of, like, In the Mood for Love, all these yeah. very arthouse movies. And it came making, out right before 2004. Yeah. Right, yeah. And making not really any money. Uh, and a studio being like, come on, dude. <laughs> Give us something we Give can us sell. Something. <laughs> uh, For shame. So the Grandmaster follows Ipman, legendary martial arts figure, like I said. And he's like, for whatever reason, he got glommed onto in like the late 90s. Early 2000s. I can see this being yeah. like, we've done Bruce Lee to death. Pardon the phrase. <laughs> we need, like, oh, what about, like, Bruce Lee's teacher? Like, the story you didn't know yeah. about how Bruce Lee, like... And, like, there's, there'll be a character walk in and, like, do a bunch of lines like, this kid's spunky. Hey, kid, what's your name? My name. Turns around. It's Bruce. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Bye. Bye. Uh, but Gr- the Grandmaster feels like a martial arts movie the same way Yojimbo feels like a Chambara to me. Uh, but oh, instead of Yoj- yeah. like instead of it being a black comedy or a satire, the Grandmaster is about scaling back violence and showing that violence isn't good yeah. and focusing on the meditative parts and the interpersonal parts of yeah. a martial artist's life. The humanist stuff. Yeah, it's also 
the best looking movie I think that's ever been made. It's wild. I think yeah. about like images from like them fighting in the rain outside yeah. that gate is just like seared into my brain in the snow yeah. in his like northern oh my god. Like it, so it is still has really art house sensibilities, so like don't go into it True. thinking you're gonna get have a martial arts movie. Yeah. It's, it's still not yeah. <laughs> it's still got some fun fights. Like I feel like Tony Young broke his legs or arms or something doing it because oh, he was Jesus. martial arting too hard. Um <laughs> But it yeah, puts like it, the art in martial arts. Yeah, it is worth it alone just for the visuals. Like it looks crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy good. It yeah. really does, and it's just this like beautifully shot, beautifully constructed movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like two of the most beautiful people to ever live, like Tony Leung and Ji <laughs> Zhang. <laughs> um, or no, like in in the oh Grand yeah, oh yeah Zhang Zhi yeah yeah moving through these spaces that are just like constructed to have maximum beauty in them mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, it's such a good movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, watch those. Great. And you've inspired me that uh, the marquee title will be Established Hotties. There you go. Because <laughs> everybody at this point, everybody involved yeah. is established. Maybe Nakaday is the one guy who's not he's established. He's still youngish. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a terrible haircut in the movie, <laughs> so we don't need to worry about Yes, he does. <laughs> established Hotties. Established Hotties. Nice. Uh, oh, I yeah. love that movie. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it's the movie that's like, oh, martial arts fighting. That is not what the movie is about. Yes, and yes. I know I went into it with like, oh, let's watch what Wong Kar Wei does for a martial arts movie. Totally. And Wong Kar Wei is still like, yeah, I made a martial arts movie. But you watch, you're like, it's no, a Wong Kar Wei no, movie. Didn't. Yeah, <laughs> no, you actually didn't. Sorry, bud. <laughs> it's beautiful. You didn't. You didn't do that. <laughs> it can. It's beautiful. Yeah, you don't need to focus on that. Do your thing, buddy. Uh, uh, wonderful. Yeah. Nice. So that's that's my double bill. We did I love it. That. Broad uh, spectrum on our movies today. Yes, possibly. I know we've said this f- before a little bit, but like that's Alien versus Predator to the Grandmaster. <laughs> a lot of gap there. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one to beat. Yeah. Okay. okay <laughs> Keep okay. that in mind. Our our <laughs> wildest comparison yet. Well, I think that'll do us for another episode here. So uh, why don't you rate and review us on your podcast platform of your choice? We'd love that. Help more people find the show. Yes. And if you've seen any or all of these movies, Mm. let us know. Uh, If you go out and see them now, let us know. We love to hear about it. We sure do. Especially, like, I feel like most people have seen the main movie coming into an episode but sure. if you haven't seen Yojimbo here do yourself a favor sit down and honestly just just yeah. get it yeah just get it get it girl um yeah so help more people find the show so that they can in turn watch Yojimbo there you go. uh you can find us at garbage pod on twitter and instagram Aaron, where can uh, the nice people find you the nicest people can find me at uh, Macklebase on Twitter. M A C L E B A S S. I got confused <laughs> yeah. for a second. I was like, "What's Twitter?" I can see I t- in your eyes that you like you. <laughs> I rebooted for a second there. I'm so sorry. We're back. I forgive you, and you. as forgiveness, as as a present to you, I'll tell you my Twitter handle, well, which is so at Dick R Navis. D A C K R Navis. I'm hearing it more and more when I say I. Arr. It sounds like an A. So. Oh really? <laughs> I th- I always I always laugh that you say R as R. R. Oh, Fucking no. maritime little bitch. <laughs> and this is your maritime little bitch signing off. I hope that you will join us next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all.